It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the midweek edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your very gracious and humble host, Eric G. You might know my voice from Oklahoma City Radio. I was privileged to do that for the last four years. For five seasons now, I've covered the Oklahoma City Thunder doing post-game shows and pre-game shows, going into the locker room, talking to the players, talking to the coaches, and being that conduit between the player and the fan and the coach and the fan. Currently, I am working for Thunder Digest. I host a weekly podcast there called the G League, and that's been a lot of fun. And Locked on Thunder, this is the new thing here. I've been at this for about a week. And if you're looking for your one-stop shop for all things Oklahoma City Thunder, all you have to do is log on to LockedOnThunder.com. Not only do we have podcasts, but if you're looking for video from players and coaches, from media availability to the post-game interview, we have that for you at LockedOnThunder.com. And today... We've got a great podcast for you. I say that every day. I mean it every day. But this afternoon was pretty challenging because the Thunder become the 16th victim of the Houston Rockets on their latest winning streak, losing 122 to 112 last night. And I was looking for something positive to say because I've gone over all the headlines on LockedOnThunder.com and for these recent podcasts. And it's like, man, there's a lot of doom and gloom there. And for a lot of good reasons. So it's looking for something positive to start the podcast off with. Russell Westbrook said there's nothing to be gained positive out of last night's loss. So we'll skip that in the first segment. Come back to it in the second. And in, and in segment number one, you will get to hear from Andre Robertson. That's right, the Thunder 2 guard who's been out since January with a bum knee, we'll find out where Andre is in the rehab process and what has been the toughest part for him as he makes his road back to recovery and hopefully at some point can help the Oklahoma City Thunder here in the future. In segment number two, last night was the most dejected I have seen an Oklahoma City Thunder locker room since they lost... Game six of the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago. These guys finally now start to realize what this season is. And with it closing down towards the end, they had a look of worry. And the good news is out of all that is the Thunder may feel a sense of urgency. The bad news is I don't know if they can do anything about it. And finally, in segment number three, Carmelo Anthony passes Jerry West on the all-time scoring list. What that means not only for Carmelo Anthony personally, and he'll tell us all that, but also what does it mean for Carmelo's place in history and does it put him in any better of a light than what people have put Carmelo Anthony for the better part of his career? So all that is coming up today here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I always like to make a call right now for sponsors, so you can email David Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E, 
at gmail.com and not only become a part of the Locked on Thunder podcast if you're local here in Oklahoma City, but become a part of the Locked on Thunder network if you're listening anywhere in the world. And we can certainly help your business grow, especially if you have that desired demographic of men between the ages of 18 and 44. That is also our desired demographic. 98% of the people who listen to the Locked on Thunder podcast are men. 80% of those are between the age of 18 and 44. So let us help your business. Let us help you make more money by being a part of this podcast. Again, David Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E at ThunderDigest.com. Our rates are very reasonable, so you're not going to be priced out. And trust me, you'll be very happy with the results that you start to see. Let's get into it today. Andre Robertson finally spoke to the media. This is the first time we've heard Andre talk since his injury in the Detroit game back in January. And you could tell, when Andre walked into the waiting room today, you could just see it on his face. And not that he didn't want to talk to us or convey his story to the fans, but this has been very difficult for him. Not only is it a long, painful process, but probably the biggest thing that Andre has to overcome is just not being with his team. Not being with him on the sideline because Andre really can't stand up. That's why you haven't seen him in a suit cheering his team on. It's not because he can't handle being there or he wants to be off in a corner somewhere. He just can't sit that very long. And today he had to sit down during the entire interview or during the entire media scrum. So physically he's unable to do a lot of things. And mentally, this has been very taxing on him. You know this guy wants to be out there helping his team, especially since he sees them struggling against teams he knows that they shouldn't struggle against. And defensively last night, with the way that the Rockets were shooting, the Thunder definitely could have used Andre Robertson. So where exactly is Andre in the rehab process? He tells us. It's kind of like the foundation stage. Um, just letting everything kind of heal the right way. Um, I do slow bends, little quad contractions, kind of trying to keep it alive, keep the muscle going, um, kind of keep the blood circulation, not getting any blood clots, um, stuff like that. Um, and just slowly getting back to um, my movement stages. Um, slow bend, walking, straight leg, of course. Um, just stuff like that. And it's only a month and a half, so i uh, got a long way to go. Unfortunately, I don't have a time frame on when we could see Andre Robertson. I'm just hoping that we get an opportunity to to get eyes on him sometime before the beginning of next year. Him being a help to this team this year, I I think that's just completely out of the realm of possibility, no matter how far the Thunder go in the playoffs. And if there is by some miracle a chance that Andre Robertson does get physically cleared to play, I would suggest that Andre Robertson pull a Derrick Rose. And I know that's against the Thunder DNA, and it's probably against the Andre Robertson DNA because of how bad he wants to be on the floor. But as a player, you know your body. And unless the Thunder are competing for a championship, it's just not worth the risk. There is just too much financially that's at stake, too much health-wise that's at stake. And I'm all for players deciding they want to sit out. They know their body better than the teams do. And I'm one of those guys who's very untrusting of the teams and the team doctors call me a conspiracy theorist. 
but I would hope that Andre would at least take it slow on his way back. As far as what's been the toughest part for him, well, here's Andre talking about missing his teammates and how much he's able to contribute even though he's not on the floor. Um, it's definitely tough. Um, but, you know, I'm doing everything I can to stay involved. Um, being around the guys just makes me feel, you know, not alone. Cause half the time, I'm, I'm alone, four walls here by myself, doing rehab with somebody one-on-one. And, um, you know, just just that instantaneous, you know, switch over from being around the guys, being around a whole bunch of people to nothing is definitely different. But it's challenging. Uh, and that's what I'm all about, you know, accepting and taking on challenges uh, and getting better with it. But, you know, like I said, just being with, being around film, uh, practice, talking to the guys, um, telling the guys what I see out there on the court. Um, and, you know, soon I'll be traveling, so um, I'll, feel a lot, I'll feel a lot better when I have it. Thunder head coach Billy Donovan has been around basketball his entire life, and he's seen players go through some pretty significant ups and downs. And as far as the team's obligation to Andre Robertson right now, because we have talked about before how cold sports can be, well, here's what Billy Donovan has to say about what the team should do as far as helping Andre Robertson through this process. Probably Matt, make him do media with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I... You know, again, it's just talking to him. It's having him here in the practice facility. The hard part is, is when there's like that disconnect, so to speak. You know, we can shoot around, and then he's not, he'll be in the back a little bit with the guys in the locker room. But the game's going on. He's not even out there, you know, because he can't sit on the bench. You know, you pick up and you go on a road trip, and he's by himself. I, I think those are the hard parts. So the, the biggest thing is, is when we're here in the building, is to really try to fully engage him in what we're doing, having a part of film sessions, having a part of talking to different players. Um, him going through his process of rehabilitation, you know, all those things. It's, it, that, that's like the best we can do is when, when we're all here in the building. When we're not in the building, I think that's where it can become challenging mentally for him. Just being around Andre the time that, that I have had to be or the time I've been privileged to be since covering the Oklahoma City Thunder, he is one of the good guys. I mean, everything you see from him is genuine. He's funny. He's kind. He's a guy that's going to talk to you. He's not going to put you off in a distance. He's like a, like every other player in the sense that there's always times that you've got questions that you don't want to answer. But for the most part, Andre Robertson is the genuine article. So if you're really looking for somebody to root for on this team or something to root for as the rest of this year goes along and the Thunder struggle to stay in the playoff race or maintain that seventh spot, Root for Andre Robertson to come back because he absolutely deserves it. Speaking of the playoff race, we will check in on where the Oklahoma City Thunder are today and just what the Thunder are starting to feel. I firmly believe that the Thunder are starting to feel a big-time sense of urgency, and I'll tell you why coming up next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G, and if you're a business owner and you've got a particular product 
or a particular business or a thing you do that you think men between the ages of 18 and 44 should be spending their money on, then email David Locke. That's D-L-O-C-K-E at gmail.com. David Locke is the owner of the Locked On Network. There are several Locked On podcasts for you to be a part of. Not just Locked On Thunder, but there's Locked On Grizzlies. There's Locked On Rockets. You know they're having a good time today. Locked On Lakers. If, if you're a Laker fan, so whomever you are trying to get a hold of, we've got them here at the Locked On Network, and we would definitely love to have your business at LockedOnThunder.com. So that's D-Lock, D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com and remember it's men 18 to 44 that is our target demographic and we know that that is your target demographic as well 98% of the people that listen to this podcast are men and 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44 so hop on to Locked on Thunder and the Locked on Network last night After the 122-112 loss to the Houston Rockets, which had everybody on Twitter, myself included, not only jumping off the Thunder bandwagon, but I even heard proclaims of, man, I really wish they wouldn't make the playoffs. There are seriously fans that want to see this season end. And as great as that sounds now, when your team is not in the playoffs and they are not in a position like, say, the Phoenix Suns, or the Chicago Bulls, or the Atlanta Hawks, where they can get a lottery pick, you want your team to make the playoffs. When the odds are stacked against you, you at least want to see your team play a little bit more. I say that, I don't like to tell you how to think. I know I want to see my team play a little bit more, even if it's just a few more games in the postseason. Right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder, at 37-29, and 29, are a game and a half up on the Los Angeles Clippers for the seventh spot in the Western Conference. And the Clippers just a half game now behind the Nuggets. Thank you very much, Dallas Mavericks, for beating Denver last night to keep Oklahoma City in seventh place. Of course, the Thunder now just just two and a half games. Wow. Two and a half games behind Portland for the third spot and a game and a half behind... New Orleans for the fourth spot. So it's just it. It's the bunched up West. But the Thunder, we've been complaining about them not playing with any urgency, especially in the third and fourth quarters. And we wanted to know, when is this team going to feel it? When are they going to start to feel the pressure and maybe start playing up to their potential? Well, it's too late in the season, really, for Oklahoma City to play up to their potential. But I do believe that they finally felt or are feeling that sense of urgency and what it's going to take to not only be successful, but pose a threat in the playoffs. And you'll hear a lot of of the pundits say that Oklahoma City is a threat. I think we've watched them enough to know most of us don't feel that way. The talent is there, but the game isn't there for them to necessarily be a threat. At least now. All that may change by the time the playoffs roll around. And last night, you could just see this this team, they were dejected in the locker room. Even with some of the tough losses they've been through this year, they've always managed to be upbeat. Now, Russ was short, and you don't expect really much different from Russ after a loss. But Paul George, who usually gives great answers and long answers, had this to say about Oklahoma City's defense and why it wasn't working 
against the Houston Rockets. Where we're supposed to help, regardless of who it is, whoever the low guy is, is supposed to help, uh, regardless of who's on the perimeter. The ball goes to the paint. Um, the lowest guy got to go over him. I think his complete interview last night in the locker room was less than two minutes, and you can see the entire thing on LockedOnThunder.com. So if you just want to see the look on Paul George's face or Carmelo Anthony's face or Corey Brewer's or Russell Westbrook's, it's all right there for you at LockedOnThunder.com. One of the things the Oklahoma City Thunder could not do last night, you knew this going in, and it just sort of manifests itself, which was keep up with the Houston Rockets and their three-point shooting. The Thunder make 12 uh, three-pointers last night. Houston 17, although it seemed like Houston made a hell of a lot more. Houston shooting both over 50% from the field and three-point line last night. The Thunder, you just don't have enough shooters to keep up with a team like that. Here's what Billy Donovan had to say today about the Thunder needing to get open looks from beyond the arc. Midway through the first quarter, Start the second quarter, I thought we were really, really good offensively. Uh, I thought to close that second quarter, we were not great. Came out the third quarter, we were better. And then we had a lull there in the third quarter again. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with we got to keep the ball moving. You know, when there's, when there's matchups that you have an advantage, the ball's quickly got to go to the post, you know, or it's got to be a guard attacking it big quickly. And I thought a lot of times when we got caught holding on to the ball, it's not one player, it's it's – Everybody, it's all five guys working together on the floor. It's spacing. It's, you know, if a big's rolling him, trying to seal correctly. Uh, if a guard's got a big on him, is, does he have space to go play? But the minute when the ball stops moving, it allows the defense to load, allows the defense to get help, and it makes it a lot more difficult to penetrate and kick and shoot threes. With the Thunder now having about 48 hours to stew on this loss and let it sort of eat at them, not only because they got knocked off by Houston, but I think more importantly, you had to be very disappointed in that effort last night. Can I mention that I think Alex Sabrinas may have played 30 seconds in that entire game, so I'm still kind of wondering what's going on with Alex Sabrinas. Again, looks great one day, doesn't look so much the next. The micro, We'll just call it, Alex Sabrinas' new nickname should be the microcosm. That's what it is, because that's what Alex Sabrinas is. He's a microcosm of what the Thunder season has been all year long. But I'm just hoping with a couple of days off and time to think about this and knowing that it is desperation time, you see the Thunder attack every game from here on out with a playoff intensity. Normally, I wouldn't say that with so many games left to go in the season and not wanting to get injured or hurt yourself. But the Thunder have passed that point where they can take it easy. I mean, they were past that point a long time ago, but maybe now it actually sinks in for them. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up in the next segment, what Carmelo Anthony had to say about passing Jerry West on the all-time scoring list. Email David Locke. Do me a big favor today. Email David Locke, the owner of the Locked on Thunder Network at DLock, D-L-O-C-K-E. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked on NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At ThunderDigest.com. 
and find out that we've got some very reasonable rates for you to advertise with us, especially if you're looking for men between the ages of 18 and 44. If that's your business's demographic, then you're in the right place because we got them here. 98% of the folks that listen to this are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. And not only are you getting a good contingent of fans that live in Oklahoma City, but I've said this before, the Thunder have some world appeal going on. One was Steven Adams. So if you got a business down in New Zealand, we're perfect for you. If you got a business that wants people in New Zealand, we're perfect for you. But also because of Russell Westbrook, you can go just about any place in the world and find somebody that owns an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. So get with LockedOnThunder.com and the Locked on Thunder podcast by emailing David Locke, that's D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. Last night, okay, Russell said that you couldn't find anything positive to take from last night's loss. And I was with Russell Westbrook on that. But have we already forgotten that Carmelo Anthony passed Jerry West on the all-time scoring list? Amazing! That is, look, for whatever you want to say about Carmelo Anthony, when you pass the logo on any list, even if it's for most foul outs, I think you're doing something pretty darn special there. And Carmelo Anthony is a guy that I think gets labeled as cocky, not a team player, not humble. Well, that certainly wasn't the case last night when he was asked about this achievement that he accomplished. Somebody just came and told me while I was sitting down over there, but that's, I mean, it's an honor. I mean, I don't want to sit here and say that it's not, you know, it's not an honor. Uh, it's, it's a blessing to be on that, on that list, uh, top 20. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about that, but uh, I wish it would have came with a win tonight. But uh, aside from, you know, from that, I, you know, you, I, I accept it. And, you know, <clears throat> I think I should be proud of, kind of making that list uh, to be 20 in history of, of, of this game it was something that I've never ever thought of, ever dreamt of uh, but to be in this situation right now uh, and still have you know years to go in this league is, you know, it's, it's definitely a blessing for me Carmelo Anthony's place in history is an interesting one because He's always going to have his naysayers. There are always going to be people that look at him and say that he never led a team to a championship. He was a guy that wasn't happy in Denver, sort of forced his trade to the New York Knicks while he was with the Knicks. They never even remotely accomplished everything that they should have, even with all the moves that they made by going out and even building that super team last year with Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah. But I'm thinking more about that group that had Tyson Chandler and Raymond Felton and Carmelo Anthony, I I thought that team was going to be a whole lot better than what they were. And it just, it it never materialized for the New York Knicks and Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo got all the fingers pointed to him. He couldn't get along with Phil Jackson. He had that no trade clause. He was making life difficult for the Knicks when there were, were other trades out there. But... A lot of that, a lot of the talk about Carmelo Anthony is unfair, especially when it comes to championships. I don't think the Knicks ever did Carmelo any favors. 
I also think you have to remember that at the same time Carmelo was playing in the East, LeBron James has been there his entire career. And I don't think any of us ever foresaw LeBron James going to like 30 championships in a row or whatever it is at this point. So when it comes to judging players by the rings on their fingers, that is so unfair. I think the only thing that championships are a judge of are not coaches, not players, but really organizations as a whole and their ability to evaluate, draft, and develop talent not only on the court, but on the sidelines as well. There's a lot that has to come together to do it. There are great coaches out there that never won a championship or only have one championship. I know people that'll tell you that Larry Brown is the best coach not only in NBA history, but basketball history. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there's some arguments to be made for guys like Lenny Wilkins before you would make them before... A, a guy like Larry Brown, but is Phil Jackson, let's think about Phil Jackson for a second. Is Phil Jackson really the best coach in NBA history? He's got the most championships, but he also had Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. A lot of talent there. And a lot of the credit for Phil Jackson's championships has to go to guys like Jerry West who helped build that those Laker teams and Mitch Kupchak and then, of course, crumbs out at the Bulls. And it's not to say that Phil isn't a great coach, but he had a lot of help along the way. That's what made Phil Jackson so great. Speaking of coaches, finally, I want to wrap up with this because I think this is going to be one of the most fascinating stories to watch here over the next few weeks, and that is Becky Hammond, who is an assistant coach for Greg Popovich down with the San Antonio Spurs, is a legitimate candidate to become the brand new men's coach at her alma mater, which is Colorado State University. We've already seen her win a championship in the then D-League, or maybe it was the G-League at that time. And she's been around NBA players for quite a long time. If there was anybody who was equipped as a woman to come in and handle an NBA locker room or a college locker room, it is Becky Hammond. She has a great pedigree. And I think kids would listen to her. I also think more than anything, you know, and I just use that phrase as a woman, I think more than anything now, the younger generations, the millennials, don't see things the way we did 20, 30 years ago. Even Generation X, we like to think of ourselves as progressive. I think if I had had a woman football coach growing up, it would have been very difficult for me I don't think it would be difficult for my son. And I certainly don't think it would be difficult for any of these kids at Colorado State. Their parents might be a little worried about it, but I think all in all, all players want now is someone to listen to, someone who can help them get better, and in college, someone that can help them get to the league. And if you worked for Greg Popovich and you know what he wants well, then you're going to be able to help me get better day in, day out. So I love the idea of Becky Hammond going to coach at Colorado State. I honestly hope she gets that job. And Becky, definitely rooting for you here at LockedOnThunder.com. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we will get to the whole Phoenix game. We will preview that. Ooh, Thunder with another round in Phoenix. 
And yeah, I'll admit I'm a little scared about this game. I'm scared about every Thunder game from here on out. We'll talk about that. Plus, we will hear more from Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, some of the post-game comments from last night. And we'll take the pulse of the Thunder fans. Just where is the panic meter right now? It's all coming up on Locked on Thunder. As always, we like to close with a, um, a, a quote from my favorite band, Rush. And today's quote comes from the song Kid Gloves, where it says simply this, a world of difference, a world so out of touch, overwhelmed by everything, but wanting more so much. And actually, I do this just to be a goof, but that kind of applies to the thunder. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you have an awesome day. Don't forget, men between the age of 18 and 44, if you're looking for them, we got them. Email David Locke, D-L-O-C-K-E, at gmail.com and become a part of the Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.